Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack? We're just friends who are Gen Xers, former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the Earth. And we're here to save it one podcast at a time. Hello, 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 and welcome to another tantalizing episode of Kenyan and Jack Save the World, brought to you this evening in Technicolor for the ear. As always, I'm Kenyatta, and with me is Jack. Let's give it up for Jack. Yay! Oh, <laughs> that was giving it up to myself. Uh, Why not? I like, I like that Technicolor for the ear. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do a Simpsons thing. Yeah, See if I can do a, a, a different one each episode. Woo-woo. There we go. Yeah. Hey, I like that. I like that. We don't want our listening friends to, you know, just think that we can, we're afraid of change. We, we can't change up the opening. We are not. We will do it every single time. Sometimes it'll, it'll land. Sometimes. Hmm. We'll have to see, though. Because as far as I'm concerned, they've all landed. So me too, me too. <laughs> they've all landed like Simone Biles at the Olympics doing the flip and landing in a dismount. And my wife's going to be mad because I just butchered gymnastic terms. You sure did, but that's okay. That's okay. You gave prop to Simone Biles, and that's always a good thing. So yep. I, I, I miss seeing her out there on the floor. So there's that. <sighs> Anywho, how's it going? It's going all right, I suppose. You know, just, just you know, no, no different, no worse than normal. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> there is that. So that's that's good. Consistency is key. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm sure, like me, you had a problem narrowing down your. WTF because the last week has been full of WTFs. Surely. But one so. just, you know, as, as though it was made for me to talk about, one just made news earlier today. So <clears throat> all right. I'm I'm ready to hear this. Yes. Yes, you are. And you already know. I'm eating my popcorn. Uh-huh. And the continuing saga of pro-lifers. Versus pro-choice. The great state of Oklahoma today, their lawmakers have passed a bill that would ban abortions from the moment of, quote, fertilization. Yeah, I, I saw that. As I'm just, I'm just going to sit that right there for a moment. Just, yeah. How, how is that happening? How in the world would you know? And it, furthermore, no, no, I'm sorry. I take it back. What it's doing is effectively banning all abortions, period. So well, I feel not only that, it's it's making in, uh, in vitro fertilization illegal. In the reading that I did right now, I, I don't know if there's a loophole or they just haven't defined it in those particular circumstances yet. I'm sure they'll go ahead and muck that up sometime down the line. But with them effectively saying abortions are banned in the state. <clears throat> I don't know why they even bothered to put any more words to it at the time of fertilization. That is, that is crap. 
That is fresh dog do. That is ridiculous. Why bother? Why not just say outright and save everybody the trouble of trying to interpret this? We're banning all abortions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it. That's just that's effectively what this is doing. Not two weeks ago, the, the Oklahoma governor, what's his name? Stitt? Stitt. Stitt. Yes. Signed off on banning uh, abortions past six weeks. Now he's gone even further or rather earlier and just banned them outright. Yeah. So, so again, I just, my, my feelings on this are the same. The last time we talked about it with states like Oklahoma um, and numerous other states that have for the last few years, putting their, their neat little bow on what they think about the availability of safe abortions. Uh, yeah. In more states to come, in, in states that had that already had abortion laws in place before Roe v. Wade became law, which if Roe v. Wade is overturned as expected sometime this summer, then those laws that the states already uh, had in yep. place will immediately take effect. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. Uh, I have a friend on Facebook, Phil, if you're listening. I like this term. He has started calling uh, pro-lifers forced birth, force birth advocates. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I like that term and it needs to be more widespread. Forced birth advocates. FBAs. Yeah. 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 And like I said he, earlier, the other us. thing. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, though, seriously, now in Oklahoma, that would make in vitro fertilization, people won't be able to do it because the way that works is there's, you know, five or six eggs from the, you know, the female and they just, you know, have a male sperm. Yeah. <laughs> they put it in the dish and all five or six of those eggs could be fertilized or mm -hmm. it could be one or mm -hmm. it could be three. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Nope. And even once they're fertilized and they implant them in the woman, that doesn't mean that all of them are going to take, but sometimes there'll be 10 of them and they only put like four in. Mm -hmm. That's why you end up with these people who, you know, buy babies or whatever. What are you going to do now? Because you can't just put in, you know, three. You have to put all of them in now. So if you do 10. And mm -hmm. that has changed that. And as usual, when these restrictive reactive laws are passed, nobody ever actually stops to consider what come, you know, steps five through 10, you know, no one ever, the law of unintended consequences is never thought out before they do it. No. And if there had been any critical thinking about any of this, when they sit down and write these bills up, they would have never wrote the bill up at all much less having to think forward, you know, in, in those types of scenarios like in, in vitro or those instances where it's a case of rape or incest, which according to what I've read, it's not, it's not necessarily banned outright, but it's going to be taken into consideration case by case, which is mm. nonsense yeah. to me. And the, the going after people for the 10 grand, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then once this starts happening, because what's gonna happen is, is a 
in democratic controlled states, they're going to start using this, going after people in a similar fashion for other stuff. California is already doing it with, uh, uh, with guns. They mm-hmm. haven't banned guns, but you know what? There's a bill that if there's a mass shooting, you can now sue the person that sold bullets. You can sue the company that sold the bullets. You can so- sue the person that sold the person the gun because now they just took it. And if it goes to the Supreme Court or the court, you could say, well, if it works for this, then it's the same thing here because they've already made that legal. So once it starts affecting the shit they like, there'll be problems. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. I remember, I'm not sure if it was here where I'm at now or a story I heard about in another state, but um after a particularly bad car accident where the driver at fault was intoxicated way over the legal limit, apparently the family of the victim sued the bar that he yep. came from for not cutting him off and taking his keys. Yep. It's it's like, where, where does it end? I just, I just can't believe in Texas where the bounty law originated. When they were first discussing it, nobody said, what if they end up doing this to other things like, you know, guns or I don't know, maybe someone even passes a law to where somebody does a mass shooting and then they make it to where, you know what, you can sue the church they go to because the church should have known and they didn't do anything to stop them. So you can sue the church or the pastor or, like I said, guns or a drunk driver hits somebody like you were talking about, but now not just the bar, but smart you know, off. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or the bartender or yes. The company that sold the smear off to the bar. Exactly. Right. The, the wholesaler. Yeah. All the people, all the people, the, the potato farmer, you know, right. the, <laughs> the grocery store clerk that scanned the Budweiser that the person got drunk on. You know, when someone now when they blow their fingers off with fireworks on the 4th of July, you can go and sue, you know, somebody could pass a law where you could sue them for selling it to you because they didn't give you, you know what I mean? It, it, this Pandora's box that has been opened up that they don't even realize they've opened up. It's oh, gonna, they know. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting they, five years. I don't think they consider stuff like that. They don't. But they know, especially where this abortion bounty business comes in, they know what they're doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have they wouldn't have dangled 10 stacks in front of people saying, oh, no, if you tell us what you see. Right. They know exactly what they were doing. Well, they knew what I'm talking in terms of that. They knew what they were doing. You're talking. They never stopped to consider everything else. That could, what they were doing so they didn't could, know what they were doing they were setting a precedent for other unrelated things yeah yeah, yeah. so but it, yeah in that case i firmly believe they knew what they were doing with this uh this abortion snitch bounty i'm just gonna call it abortion snitches oh yeah they do and, <laughs> and the other thing that is sort of bullshitty about that whole thing is these are the very people that talk about how horrible it was in nazi germany and in communist russia you know the soviet union that people would turn their neighbors in for stuff to the Mm -hmm. secret police 
well, what the hell did you think you'd just pass Republicans in Texas and Oklahoma and every other state? It's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of instead of penalty of death, it is now a cash price. Thousand dollar fine. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, 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 neighbors. Thanks. Yeah, I couldn't afford to raise a kid. That now you're going to sue me for ten thousand dollars that I definitely don't have. You can bill me, frankly. (laughs) You can bill me. Wait on it. And wait on it. Mm-hmm. And the mistresses of all of these Republican lawmakers, when they get knocked up, they'll just fly into Mexico. Most likely. Most likely. That's always that's always been safe, even way back before you know I took a more thorough look at you know the folks we call politicians. I always found it extraordinary how the very people that are writing up in putting these laws into place are the ones that break them so frequently and so fragrantly. And it's yeah. just ridiculous when it happens. Republican center caught in roadside restrooms, stuff like that. Like really dude, like yeah. not, o- not yeah. only did you do something illegal, but you just foul. It's just foul. What are you even doing? Yeah. That whole bitching about pedophiles and they forget that former Republican speaker of the house, Dennett Hester, Dennis Hester is in jail for, you know, molesting children. There, that part. Not only did you break it, it wasn't enough for you to run five yards. No, you just went ahead and just went the whole football field length of it. And you're like, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it right. You just went there. You just went there. And yeah. then have, have yeah. the nerve to stand up in front of people and say, but I preach family values. And pro right. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But as we were talking, whose family values are you uh, talking about? You know what I mean. You're just, mm-hmm. just your particular family values. That doesn't mean it's everybody else's family values. Correct. That is absolutely correct. But that is mine, my WTF. And I'm, I'm pretty sure at the rate we're going, um, this will not be the last. Right. Unfortunately, because, again, uh, the Supreme Court makes their decision on Roe v. Wade sometime this summer. So you may be hearing more of this as we go along. Um, oh, I'm sure we will. I'm Unfortunately. Sure we will. So I'm sure what is. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, what is your WTF today? Jim? Well, I was going to talk about um, friend of the podcast, Tucker Carlson. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I have my tea. Go. But Tucker has been upgraded since we're talking about current affairs. So I just wanted to bitch about him a little more thoroughly in the podcast than just WTFing. So I'm going with my backup WTF. And as we all know there are a lot of primaries going on in the world right now, particularly the US. And there was the big primary event taking place in Pennsylvania. Because Donald Trump is trying to get people in that have absolutely, I don't, I'm just going to stop there. So (laughs) the, the Trump endorsed governor on the Republican side, or the guy running for governor on the Republican side, he won his and he won it by a pretty decent amount. But on the Senate race that has the charlatan and grifter, Dr. Oz, 
And then it had two other dudes. Well, I guess two other humans, uh, one guy. And then uh, there was a female that kind of came on strong there at the end. Uh, Barnett. Yeah. Barnett. I can't think of the other dude's name. So Oz and the other fella, their race has been a dead heat. As a matter of fact, I was I had the TV on CNN sort of as we were, were recording just to see if they updated it. And Dr. Oz is now taking the lead and he has like a 96 count lead. Mm. That is a tight, tight race. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to end up uh, with an automatic recount, which is fine. There should be when they're that close. Mm-hmm. So on Wednesday on the phone, the former president the orange man himself, Donald Trump, literally within the same fucking paragraph of his speech, talking about how great it was that his candidate, you know, won the primary for governor of that state. But at the same time, he was talking about all of the election fraud that was taking place because Oz wasn't in the lead. So you mean to tell me, first of all, I don't think he's aware that Oz was running against another Republican because that's implying that it was Republicans that were doing the election fraud, right? Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And I also don't think that that freaking moron understands. It's not like they're on separate like forms and ballots. It's one sheet, <sighs> right? So if, his person is winning on one. They didn't have one sheet that's the governor race, another sheet of paper that's the Senate race, and then another one that's, you know, state office races. Namely because every time someone goes to vote, you'd have to give them 40 sheets of paper, right? Right. Which leads me to believe, has Donald Trump ever actually voted? Because he doesn't appear to understand how voting works. Right? So they're going to so they're going to cheat the Senate candidate out, but not the governor. When if you think about it, the one position that you especially don't want a Trump person to be in is the governor, because in Pennsylvania, they're the person who appoints the person who's the election official. And runs them. And if we learned anything from 2020, you do not want Trump people running elections because they do not give a flying fuck what the law is and they will cheat for Donald Trump, contrary to what Trumpers say and believe, because all the evidence shows they're the ones cheating. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest because literally he argues for two different things in the same sentence. And I don't think he's smart enough to pick up on that. And neither are his followers. One, this is not new news. Because water is wet. That is true. (laughs) Two. Well, that's it. That's all I got. This is not new news. He's been an an imbecile since the beginning. Since he he, popped out of his mom. I mean, it could be. It could be. By all accounts, it's it's possible. He may have had a chance. (sighs) He may have had a chance when he was still in short pants and knee socks. But, you know. His corruption got started early, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, you know. it was a small window. What can we say? Well, it was a small loan that his dad gave him, too. A small oh. loan of $4 million. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It's 
pocket pocket money. Pull out the yeah. Pull out the bankroll with his little initial yeah. gold money clip. Here, son. Yeah, and, he's and, licking his thumb while he counts it out. Yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up because his dad gave him a small loan of four million dollars, but he was bitching about a something that didn't happen. He just made it up that the mayor of Moscow gave. Uh, Hunter Biden, $3 million. And I quote, that's a lot of money. So four, last time I checked is more than three. I know it's been a while since I was in school, but that is still correct. Four is more than three. Um, According to the maths that I remember. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I just find it funny that three is a big, a big amount of money. It's a lot of money, but four is not. It's a lot of money when he's trying to put it in the context of it being exchanged for nefarious reasons. Investment in his burgeoning real estate career was a good thing. So that's why oh, that's right. it means more. If it's about him, it's always good. Right, right. I just, you know, he's being investigated for so many things and he's, his response is it's just a winch up against him. So when Elliot Ness was going after Al Capone and then he ended up just getting him on tax evasion, was that a witch hunt? Everybody knew that Al Capone was breaking the law, right? It was just a matter of finally getting the proof that will work in court, right? He was murdering people. He was ordering hits. Right. <laughs> that, that always, and it, I'll say amused, not in the laughing way. It amused me how out of everything component his folks did, he gets nailed for tax evasion. Right. So I guess it was just a witch hunt against Al Capone. Obviously. And he was he was a squeaky clean law abiding citizen. Yeah, and it's a witch hunt in Georgia that they're going after him for threatening an election official when it's literally on tape him doing it. How can you hear that and not think when you hear the law that doing that is illegal and go, huh, he clearly broke that law. Fake news. That's a felony, but fake, fake news. news, fake news. <laughs> I, I, like I wish, he, I, wish like, I could trick MAGA people into every one of them sending me $10. You probably could. Just, just, just find somebody that can do a deep fake for you and then record yourself saying ludicrous things that emulate Donnie and then right. somewhere in that message playing a subliminal chant send me ten dollars send me ten dollars just like that yeah, it'll yeah. work it'll work yeah it'll i mean work. if i were female i'd have something he could grab and then i could sue him and settle out of court <laughs> that's gross okay <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to put my wife through that so uh yeah no i would stitch on you <laughs> if you did that <laughs> i'd be like uh Mrs. Robertson, do you know what your husband is up to? You need to get him. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've been married a long time, and there have been times where we've been pretty, pretty damn pissed off at each other, like not talking to each other for a couple of hours, angry at each other. Mm-hmm. And even when I was that mad at her, I still would not do that to her. Thank God. Some mental, some mental, uh, pack up the house while she's gone to get her hair done just because she let the microwave pizza burn the night before. So right. I, I applaud you. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So anyway, uh, now that my blood is boiling, let's, I guess, move on and make it boil even more. I guess flash steam my blood. I mean, <laughs> we'll pace ourselves so you can bring it down to a slow simmer. Right. Just, yeah. Just so it won't boil all down and scorch the pocket. That's a pain. But so, yeah, we'll do it that way. We'll do it okay. That way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I've got a little something picked out to start our current events rants with, and that is the House Select Committee investigating the January sixth attack on the Capitol. And I'm reading from the Hill, and this came out today. That it is asking Representative Barry Loudermilk, Republican of Georgia, to voluntarily appear before its investigators pointing to a tour he led through the building the day before the deadly riot. In their letter, it states, based upon our review of evidence in the select committee's possession, we believe you have information regarding a tour you led through parts of the Capitol complex on January 5th, 2021. The panel wrote in a letter to him. So I'm sure what that implies is they got the security camera footage from the Capitol because, you know, that type of thing exists. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that this happened decades ago, maybe even centuries. But on January 7th or 8th of 2021, all those many, many years ago, you'll probably recall that Democratic Congressman Sh- Cheryl, I believe it is, commented that she saw several Republican congressmen giving tours to people on January 5th, even though they weren't supposed to because of COVID protocols. And then a lot of them were wearing MAGA hats, to which the Republicans and Republican leadership and Loudermilk and Bobart, can't imagine she's involved, were specifically named as giving tours. And they both came out and said, this is bull crap. We did not do it. They're lying. This is just the Democrats trying to tie us to this and yada, 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 yada. And of course, at first, all the Republicans were quite upset about January 6th. And then they realized how many of their members were probably involved. And then they started changing their tune because you don't want to be one of the country's major political parties and have people convicted of treason. So Loudermilk was one of those people that said, oh, no, 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 that that never happened. I didn't do that. That didn't happen. Oh, guess what, Mr. Loudermilk? It appears you lied. I'm, I'm stunned that I you am, lied. I'm flabbergasted and flummoxed. I'm verklempt. Yeah. and Not. <laughs> I, oh, and I was right. It was representative... Uh, I guess, I guess it's Mickey, M-I-K-I-E, Cheryl, Democrat from New Jersey. Okay. Um, and she, I, if I remember correctly, that complaint or put in a thing with 34 other Democrats for the Capitol Police to investigate. But like they wouldn't have camera footage of you given a tour. I mean, hello. And once again. Just this gas, straight on gaslighting from the Republican Party. They need to change their symbol from just a Republican or an elephant to an elephant with its trunk up holding a gas uh, lantern because they are officially the party of gaslighting. That is part of their official, officially part of their party 
is just lying, gaslight the shit out of the American people. And you know what? I have a feeling that when the select committee has their uh, stuff they're going to have and it's all televised soon, the hearings, that they might play that footage and he's going to come out and be like, yeah, no, no. And like you said, oh, no, that's a deep fake. (laughs) That wasn't me. No, that's clearly you. And those are those people you're showing because, you know, they're probably going to have footage of the people on the tour on the 6th. In the words of the iconic and esteemed hip hop artist Shaggy, it wasn't me. That's it. That's the defense. That's they'll just get up there and they're all say it wasn't me. Yeah. But, yeah. but we have video. It wasn't me. But I saw it wasn't me. And. Uh-uh. And they're going to be able to get away with it with a large portion of the country because Fox News and OAN and Newsmax are going to cover for them. <sighs> so. I'm I'm weary. I am weary of, of the blatant bullshit. Like <sighs> weary. Like li- it literally is like Shaggy song and Eddie Murphy's old stand up. You walk in on your spouse cheating on you. You see it with your own eyes, and yeah. they're looking at you. And it wasn't me. What I, but I, but it wasn't me. Who are you gonna believe, me or your lying eyes? It wasn't me. And I guess the more they say it, the more people should believe it. I, I guess I, I I'm at a loss of how how long they've been playing this game for. How many months now? I don't recall. I don't remember. I didn't say that. That's taken yeah. out of context. That didn't happen. This didn't happen. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. How? Since about January 9th of 2021 is when they started. Mm. Maybe maybe the 10th. Maybe we can be generous and give them another day. And, you know, stuff comes out. And that's if we'll just say Fox, if they were being honest <laughs> right i know but if they were if they were being good faith actors rather than being tied up in this thing of oh well we're the the news station of conservatives or whatever they should still be reporting the truth and telling the truth and letting people know what happened maybe that's what california could pass that somebody could go and sue each each host of a Fox News program for $10,000 every time you can prove that they lied on air. They'd be bankrupt. Well, I know. That's my point. I, I, would, really, I would really like for Sean Hannity to be a, an unhoused person. <laughs> a housing optional? <laughs> yeah, where maybe his house is an old refrigerator box. Oh, you're being too generous. <laughs> oh, that's true. Probably a dishwasher box. Also, maybe just that big box they send dog food and cat litter in from Chewy. Maybe, maybe like, just the cat litter. I mean, it's all purpose. Right. So, yeah. Soaks up spills and yeah. waste. Have yeah. I, and then I when I can't see the problem. Yeah. And then it'll have something nice and never mind. I'm going to stop. <laughs> But yeah, so <sighs> I I strangely think that you probably <laughs> agree with most of my assessment about Representative Loudermilk and I do, and 
okay, this is here's here's my thing, and not just about the January 6th investigation, but many others that have found themselves in predicaments like this, that whenever they get accused of something particularly heinous, after they deny, 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 and they find out it's it's not going as far as they think, their next step generally is turnabout. And yep. first they're insulted, and then they're offended, then they try to sue people or file a some kind of lawsuit and bury people in paperwork to distract them from the fact that yes, indeed, they did do that heinous shit that they were accused of, but they think they're going to distract people to the point of, well, I've mucked it up so good and buried them in so much BS and paperwork and red tape that they won't want to deal with it anymore. That seems, that seems to be like literally the step by step by step response yeah. To stuff like this. I can't it, I can't disprove it. So I'll just distract them out of it and frustrate them to the point of them saying, oh, fuck it. Yeah. That's, and that's the Republic- game plan. Yeah. Republicans are already saying that if we win the House, well, the first thing they say, we're going to get rid of the committee. And then the second thing is, and we're going to start committees to investigate Joe Biden. For what? Well, we don't know. We're just going to investigate him. If they don't stop this, we're going to open up investigations on you. That sounds kind of, I don't know, blackmail-y. I guess it's not blackmail because they don't have anything on them, but it's definitely a threat. It's straight retribution. And you're right. They they may not have any actual evidence for what they're claiming, but the fact that they can muck up somebody's life, just eating up their time and their patience we're trying to push to push this non-existent accusation somewhere. It's just the fact that they can waste somebody's time. Yeah, that's that's what they're threatening them with. They know they don't have anything, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I just hope that the January sixth committee is able to get all the crap they need, have the hearings in June or July, and just even if it is a month long, and just get all of this evidence out in the public and the justice department justice department after that just needs to start slapping indictments down on these people i do not care if you are a sitting member of the house indictments need to be put on you i need them yes i need them to ramp up staffing so they can get just a bunch of folks they can be temporary because you don't need process servers, but for so long. And I need them to have extra people to literally physically be in the streets to follow these people home and just be like, hey, you've been served and just run off down the street laughing. I need that to happen. (laughs) Fuck that. I want them to be served while they're standing at the podium at the House of Representatives bitching about some bill or talking about some bill. And I want the server to come up and serve them on C-SPAN. In the words of Ferris Bueller, that would be so choice. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. That would be the best. Like I would, I would really tune into C-SPAN and MSNBC and all the news shows just to see that on a regular basis. I'd just be switching channels. Just okay, who got him? Oh, who got the best angle on him? Oh, who got her? Yeah, all of them, all of them. Just literally, just slap them in the face. I have like served. twenty servers. Yes. Do it all at one time, like in mass. That would just be amazing. Or they could chain it. 
Like they yeah. can they can have a chain like all the way down the aisle and they just pass from one hand and another just smiling and, <laughs> and singing like old 80s disco songs. <laughs> You've been served and then just conga line right on out the door. Just I want a show. I want a spectacle. I want it. I want to see them humiliated because literally these people have done nothing but bullshit and really humiliate the American people and what this democracy democracy is supposed to be about. You've right. made a fool out of everybody who believes and wants better for this country. You've made fools of us. I, I've just thought of the one thing that would make it better, though. So they need to get Nancy Pelosi in on this. Oh my. And when the servers come in, somebody needs to push play and Gloria Stefan's come on, shake your body, baby, do the conga needs to start playing at the chorus as they go and start serving them. And then that's good. And then as they walk out the door, I want them to switch to wham. Wake me up before you go, go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh. That would be the greatest thing of my lifetime, maybe. It would be spectacular. Yeah. It would be a once in a lifetime thing, and I would be there for it. I would be there. I, I, would, I would watch that a lot. I would. I would. I would. I would dig up my old TiVo just to record it. <laughs> right? Right? <sighs> oh, my. I would play it on an annual basis. Every year on January 6th. Hey, let's let's watch, let's watch down and watch the uh, process service. Come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If something like that does happen, though, I think I might actually stroke out just by seeing it because I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I called it. <laughs> I, I probably would hyperventilate from all the laughing slash crying I'd be doing. Like, literally, I would be on the floor and my cats would be sniffing me to yeah. see whether or not they could eat me yet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh boy, that was that was a lot. But like, like seriously, I just angry to me right now. Angry isn't isn't the word when I when I read you know the latest from the the committee investigations. Angry doesn't even doesn't even begin to describe it anymore. It's just like how in the hell do you people fix your minds and your mouths to say these things, yeah. knowing knowing that this committee as slow as they're going. And that's the one thing that worries me the most that they won't get it done in time. Mm -hmm. Yep. But how these people fix their mind and mouth to say the stuff that they do knowing full well that this committee has receipts. They have stacks Mm -hmm. on stacks on stacks. They're going to get you. And all you're doing every time they, anytime any of these people involved open their mouths, all they're doing is just, nodding that noose a little tighter because there's going to be something that comes out that contradicts every stupid thing they say out of their stupid mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And sort of part B of this whole complaint is I am sick and tired of MAGA people and conservatives acting like they're the only patriots in this country, that they have the high ground, that they get to claim the term patriot. I'm sorry. I was in the army. Am I not patriotic? How many people are claiming that 
you know, they're more patriotic than me and they never served in the military. How many people are that are claiming to be more patriotic than your dad who retired from the Air Force? Right. I'll, I see you and I raise that. Let's let's go all the way back. How many people can say they'd be as patriotic as the slaves that ran and then volunteered to join the Union Army during the Civil War? Yeah. And even after they were treated badly and underpaid and mistreated in defense of the country that they they and their ancestors were were brought to they exactly. it volunteered to defend this country even understanding how they had been treated up until that point and were still being treated and they understood what they were fighting more how much more patriotic can you get than that can yeah. you tell me any one of them that would do something like that and and sort of on that same note though i mean Yes, you may not have served, but you're the dependent of somebody that did. So you grew up knowing that at any moment your dad might have to leave. Mm-hmm. I, I did the same thing. How many times was your dad on TDY when you were growing up? Did, did that ever happen? Many times. It happened he, to me. He missed my high school graduation. <laughs> my dad lived in Iceland my seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. In my sixth grade year, he spent six months of the year in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was one, my dad went and spent a year in Korea. Yeah, my dad, my dad did that year in uh, Korea as well. And how, how often did your dad, if he wanted to get the next level of promotion, have to go to school and was gone <laughs> for eight or nine weeks, 10 weeks? I can't even begin to remember. I mean, right? there's... There's a measure of sacrifice, and granted, because we're the, we're the children of um, retirees, it wasn't like we volunteered for it, but our parents did, and our, our, and our dads did. It. Yeah, our dads did, and our mothers did because they married them and they were with them while they were in. Mm-hmm. So there's a that's a measure of sacrifice, knowing what you're going in for. That's so that that you're right. That also is a certain level of patriotism. When you stick by an active duty military member and you help to maintain the home that hopefully they'll come back to at some point. Yeah, because I can I can assure you that people that grew up and didn't have a parent and I'll even say with the you know reserves of the National Guard, a non-military parent, if you grew up that way, you do not understand what it's like to have your growing up knowing that at any moment your parent might have to leave Mm -hmm. and they might not come back. Yeah. You know, when desert storm happened, I was glad that my dad was retired. My Mm. stepmom was still active duty in the air force and she, they were stationed. She was stationed in Turkey when desert storm broke out. Same, same with my dad. Yep. And so my dad actually was irritated that they kicked him out of Turkey. He's like, I'm a Vietnam vet. I think I'll be okay. (laughs) but they made all the dependents come home. But anyway, so this, this thought that they own patriots. And if you listen to them talk, they're like other patriots, other patriots. And if you vote Democrat, you're not a patriot. Excuse me. You know, it's interesting that you put it like that because it's kind of reminding me what we were just talking about earlier in, in the episode about 
what I was talking about, about people misusing and twisting religious works to suit their purposes. This is something like what Democrats do with the word patriotism or. You mean Republicans? Excuse me. Yes. Republicans, (laughs) the grand old party. It's the way that they tend to twist words and phrases to suit their needs and, and how they want people to perceive them. So like you said, when they refer to themselves as patriots, based on what? Based on your claim that you're trying to maintain this democracy and protect the republic and blah, 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 blah. But against who? Who exactly are you protecting them or your people from? The rest of us? Yeah, when they say we need to take our country back, they're wanting to take it back from Americans. I mean... Hello. Hi. Hi. American here. Um, Yeah. (laughs) How does it benefit you to alienate one part of the country from the other? How how do you have claim to have the moral high ground when you think it's perfectly okay for a 23 year old that was in a horrible car wreck and was in the ICU for two months to have to declare bankruptcy because they can't afford to pay off their health, uh, their medical bills versus somebody that thinks maybe we should have universal health care. So you don't do that to a 23 year old. How do you have the moral high ground there? Because that's not something they have to concern themselves with. That part, unfortunately, is kind of simple. When you think right. about it, they're not concerned about stuff that doesn't affect them. Period. Right. But when mean, they talk about we have to take the country back from these socialists or whatever, universal health care is one of the things that they're so irate about that they feel the need to use the phrase, take the country back. It's, it's, it's almost, it's a, yeah, it isn't almost, it is that they're implying that health care is a privilege, not a right. Basically. Yeah. Like if you're basically saying that universal health care is not necessary or it's overreach or however they want to keep putting it. You're basically saying that everybody born here doesn't have the right to live a healthy, peaceful life. That's what you're saying. And that only certain people, the privileged should be allowed that. How does that work? Yeah. And then don't sit there and tell me that you're pro family values. And then today, two freaking day, when there's a bill in the house to put, I don't remember the exact dollar amount. Uh, I could look it up, but 197 Republicans voted against funding to make it easier for the federal government to get the baby uh, formula crisis sort of fixed in a more timely matter. Mm. And 197 Republicans voted against that, but you're pro family. That doesn't seem very pro family to me. The, the uh, it was it's a twenty eight million dollar package for baby formula. The House passed another one that's that's related to it that the Senate had passed already, and that one's going to go to Joe Biden to be signed. But this twenty eight million dollar one that the hundred and ninety two Republicans voted against is going to the Senate, and they're not sure if it's going to pass because I think it needs sixty votes to pass. But they have the moral high ground mm-hmm. again. Family values only applies to those kinds of families that they would prefer to see yeah. in these here United States of America. That's it. 
when you yeah. talk about the two pillars on which this great country rests on and revolves around, I don't care what anybody else says, it is racism and classism every yep. time. And speaking of racism and classism, I think we should move on to Tucker Carlson, who's a large proponent of that. That was an excellent transition. I'm quite proud of that one. That is good. And I'm going to go ahead and say the answer here is A. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like summer vacation. He got no class. (laughs) Yeah. Also excellent. Yay, me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So as I'm sure you are well aware, Mm. there was a rather racist person who drove two hours to Buffalo to go to a grocery store so that he could shoot black people. I'm sure you've heard of that. I may have uh, glimpsed a headline or two about that. Yes. And of course, in the manifesto of this particular guy, he is espousing the great race replacement theory. And As we've discussed in previous episodes, that actually got its start in the 1920s with farmers in California and Texas. Mm -hmm. So it's been around for a while, and we haven't been replaced as of yet. Um, But anyway, he was spewing the great replacement theory, which, of course, is I'm sure you're aware, has kind of been a conservative talking point for the last couple of years. And there's a certain Fox host by the name of Tucker Carlson who has said on more than one occasion, uh, there are montages of him talking about replacement theory. But of course, then when it comes out that this in this guy's manifesto, he's talking about it. Now you have to distance yourself from that. So he has this nice, long little speech about how this man was mentally ill and he really just had a bunch of disjointed memes put together. And it really wasn't a manifesto. This was clearly the work of somebody who had mental illness and was crazy. Well, you talk about all of the same stuff and believe the same stuff. So are you saying you're crazy, Tucker? I think because I think because a little Tucky C took great pains to point out that the manifesto was loaded with bad grammar and cheesy memes and things like that. I guess that was his way of minimizing how relevant those rantings were to what little Tucky C has been talking about all this time. Oh yeah. My thing is it doesn't matter how intelligent or lack thereof, how intelligent you find this guy's ramblings. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that you can clearly make out what he's talking about. You clearly see that he's referring to the great replacement theory. You clearly see that he shows some admiration for the shooter Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2019 in Christchurch, New Zealand, and also for the El Paso, Texas shooter in the same year. You see he admires these people. And you see whatever paranoia it's built out of, you see what he chooses to believe in. But somehow you think you can, like you said, distance himself from this this whole genius thought party 
by simply saying, well, it's unintelligible and it's a bunch of garbage the way he wrote it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He had mental illness, but he believed the same shit you did. So I guess you had mental illness, Tucker, you piece of shit. He kind of shot himself in the foot on that one. Honestly. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to run whenever you realize, um, oh, wow, I may have contributed to this person's crap. <laughs> and, and let's be clear here. Mental illness is not, you shouldn't joke about it. No, not in the least. But also, mental illness does not make you racist. No, it doesn't. Being Tucker Carlson does, apparently. Yeah, and that's what he was getting at, was basically the guy's mentally ill. So this is where all this comes from. No, no, no. You can have mental illness and be able to create your own complete set of logical rules for whatever you believe in this is exactly what this guy did but it didn't come from nowhere no matter what world the guy was living in he wasn't living in a bubble he got his information his ideas and his beliefs from somewhere and it just happened it happens to be the same garbage that tucky c and all his pals sean hannity laura ingram Mm -hmm. alex jones all the other people on oan you know all of they all spout that but I would like to point out in the great scoreboard of things that end with RT, GRT, Great Replacement Theory, is responsible for more people being shot and killed than CRT, Critical Race Theory. I'm trying to think. The last time I checked, I'm trying to think of the victim tally behind CRT's philosophies. Ah, zero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, GRT clearly went out just on last Saturday. That's not including all the other crap. That was just last Saturday. Here's my thing. This guy, well, actually, it's two things. First of all, this guy clearly planned this out. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, not only did he have a map of the supermarket in a route that he was going to take throughout the supermarket. I guess he figured to be most efficient and went online to find the closest place that was predominantly black. The fact that he had to travel three hours to get to an area that was predominantly black should have somewhere in there clued him into the fact that there's still more white people in general then there are black people because if black people or other people of color were coming in and, and replacing, replacing whites and taking over things, he should have found some black people a lot closer to home than that. You would, you would think that's you, one. You would think two. And I'm in, and yes, in the last few years, I'm, I'm finally admitting that I do start to see media slant when it comes to tragic and sensational stories like this how in some of the first stories when this broke on saturday they were saying they were describing the shooter as this 18 year old teenager um no just say he's 18 and leave it at that because when you when you label him a teenager which technical terms 18 is still a teenager but this this person put on his uh, his big boy pants, so to speak. This it, it almost seemed to me, and I saw that in more than a few headlines. They kept describing him as a teenager simply because he was eighteen. 
No. Right. Let's not minimize this to the level of, oh, just a kid knocking over trash cans outside at the movie theater. This is oh. not this is not some mere teenage delinquency. This is major shit. This guy can go ahead and say goodbye to the rest of his adulthood. That's it. This rest of his life, really. He's gone. Yeah. He's out of there. He's out of there. So and yeah. doesn't have the death penalty, but he's going to sit and look at the same four walls for the rest of his natural life. I have no doubt. I I certainly hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's I want I can't he, say he's a man because that gives him more respect than I think he deserves at any point. But he's grown. So to keep calling him and, and, and referring to him as a teenager, that was pissing me off. You're reducing him down to like a kid yeah. just doing just a kid doing bad things like smoking cigarettes and drinking liquor out in the woods one night. You, you no, stop that. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're old enough to be drafted to go and die for your country at 18, you're old enough to know that driving three hours to shoot people is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. You if I it. can be trusted with the responsibility of defending my country at 18 against my will, mind you, if I don't want to be drafted, mm-hmm. I probably know better than to drive three hours to kill people. <laughs> right don't don't undercut him because he's 18 we can't give the responsibility to 18 year olds to do certain things but then not give them the responsibility to for others i don't know if i'm making sense on that but no you are you are but yeah this i was obviously when i saw what happened in buffalo i was i was heartbroken by it um and although this is a very serious thing, but the mayor of Buffalo that was talking on the news, that man has a perfect voice to narrate trailers for movies. Oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, but obviously I was heartbroken by that. But then when I saw the response of these right wingers, I was just infuriated. And they're all explaining what uh, great replacement theory is and they're like it's not racist that this is what's actually happening but in their description they're literally saying these uneducated disease-filled people are coming into our country that seems kind of racist to me (laughs) when you phrase it like that right (laughs) they can't come here because they're uneducated and they might have diseases um i could go a lot of places with that but i won't because this is a family-friendly podcast. Um, <laughs> when did that happen? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> the, the, what got me, and I'm going to go back, I'm going back to your your bestie, little Tucky. Please, um, please do. When he said something to the effect, and he, he pulled out his, his, his little montage of clips of reporters talking about hate speech, hate speech. Hate speech is a real thing, but he tried to trivialize that and make it out as though it was now a political issue with liberals trying to trying to squash freedom of speech by labeling labeling this hate speech. One, it's hate speech. There's there's no equivocation. We're not even going to squabble about that anymore. 
that that silly manifesto was silly and as uneducated as Tucky C wanted to wanted to make it out to be. It doesn't discredit its validity. The man was a stone cold racist. Yeah. Period. You know what? You can have mental illness and still be a racist. Indeed. And I'm fairly sure. I mean, these two things are definitely exclusive. And you can be mentally ill and not be racist and not right. be violent. Yeah. So let's not let's not equate all of that into thinking that it was supposed to automatically be that thing or that the, that this guy was only racist because he's mentally ill. Don't do a disservice to the mentally ill. Let's not do that. Exactly. Did you happen to see? Oh, surprisingly, we haven't talked about Ben Shapiro a lot on this podcast, and mm-hmm. he's every bit as awful as Tucker Carlson. With the even more annoying factor of when he speaks, he sounds like when you listen to a podcast on 1.5 speed. Mm. And his take on it, sort of as he ended it, was that the great replacement theory is actually a product of wokeism and that liberals have used it to trick conservatives into throwing themselves off of ledges like lemmings i I, i'm not sure what (laughs) what that means and listening friends uh you can't see this but kenyatta just had her head in her hands shaking her head no and it clearly ben shapiro affected her but first of all if you're taking any sort of anything from ben shapiro Now, this is going to be slightly graphic, but it has Mm. to be said because it proves how much of a moron Ben Shapiro is. Mm. Ben Shapiro was apparently unaware that when a woman is aroused, her nether regions become damp (laughs) to be nice. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He, He didn't know that that was supposed to happen. And he's married. Yeah, I think I remember that. Matter of fact, it was him that had criticism about that song a while back. Yes, he did. Yeah. And if you don't know that, you clearly also shouldn't have a viewpoint on abortion because you clearly don't know women's bodies. But, (laughs) But yeah, he literally, though, was saying that this is a product of wokeism and that the left is using great replacement theory. It was something they started to trick conservatives. How many things in the past couple of years have been used to trick conservatives by the left? Their elections? Well, yeah. (laughs) That is the most backwards thing I have heard in the last two minutes. Because (laughs) he's saying it's a product of, of... Democratic scheming, yet it's Republicans that keep bringing that up as a legitimate concern. How? How? See, here's what you don't know. I don't want to know it. Sean Hannity Hannity is secretly an operative for Nancy Pelosi. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it all along. Yeah, you can't. You can't have that part in your hair without actually being a Democrat. I feel so worthy and confirmed right now 
that I knew that before everybody else. <laughs> yep, yep. I've been I've been holding on to that for a while. Actually, I take that back. Sean Hannity might sue me if somehow this ever got to him for a defamation of character or something, and I don't want to have to go through through the court proceedings for that because I can guarantee you, Sean Hannity can afford better lawyers than I can. Um, I'm going to caution you when we get done here this evening. Just take a peek out the window and make sure there's not a conga line of processed servers. <laughs> Line line dancing up to your door. (laughs) Right. The advantage I have is I have a very large dog that will bark at the door until they leave. He he might just go ahead and and weaponize himself and just piss all over him. One would hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We may have a repeat of that Amazon driver that Higgins took off running at the door barking at that almost crapped his pants. Oh, Wish you would have gotten that on video, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the poor guy didn't know the screen door was locked. Oh, but oh, he's all right. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Higgins was doing what dogs do. No, I'm talking about the Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, the Amazon guy. He was the Amazon guy. Yeah. Anyway, he's all right. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, I. So we have gaslighting, we have projecting, we have. What do they call it? I guess it is projecting. Whatever, whatever it is you're doing, you actually accuse the other party of doing it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 some emotional manipulation. Oh, yeah, lots of that. So yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? I did read up some on um, Ben Shapiro. I forgot he made that ridiculous comment uh, behind that rap song. And I remember that was a couple of years ago when that song came out, I think. Yeah, and I think he was one of the people that was all pissed off about the Shakira J-Lo halftime show. And <sighs> First of all, Ben, slow down when you talk. Yeah, that was just two years ago that he he had a hissy fit over that song, mm. and I won't I won't say it here. Um, listening friends, it's no insult to you at all, but with all due respect, just go research that. I think it would amuse you to no end to think that these are the kinds of people that call themselves great thinkers. And I have nothing to add to that. So, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) That's it. That's it. We're done here. Matter of fact, we'll be back in the fall. So, (laughs) that's right. We're going to take a long break. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Now, in all seriousness, though, we have sort of reached the end of our recording time, Mm -hmm. but. So that is a good way to end that with they're not quite as they're <laughs> the great thinkers they think they are. Great think tank of the GOP. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, yep. I can't. Yep. I, I dug up on an ending note. I dug up my little copy of my little pocket size constitution. Oh, Yeah. That I ordered some years ago, courtesy free of the ACLU. Mm-hmm. And because I was 
I had one of those moments where I had a question and I needed, I needed answers immediately. So I just happened to have this on the shelf and I was reading some things, looking up, so on and so forth. And again, one of those, one of those great texts that people completely misinterpret and twist to their, their own edification. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also was doing a little reading about Roe v. Wade and what part of what they based that decision on almost 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And apparently yes. part of that was based on the Ninth Amendment and the 14th. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't mean to say this to start a whole, you know, to start off a whole new conversation, but maybe just food for thought. How is it that a certain set of judges almost 50 years ago could look at those parts of the Constitution and all the other sources they derived their decision from or their opinion from? How can they come to the conclusion that they did then and say it's okay? And then decades later, come back with, you know, looking at the same Constitution and the same amendments and the same sources all of a sudden say, well, we found other sources that sound better than that. So we like our opinion better. So it's most likely that we're going to overturn it. Is it just a product of the times or the people that we have on the court now? It's, or is, it, is it a combination of things not yet spoken? It, it's a combination of those two things. There's probably the third option there too, things that mm. we don't know. Mm. This is also the end of a long-term plan that started about 1975-ish. And I, I just once, I wish there was a long-term plan that didn't start with racism. <laughs> so so yeah. as you know, Jerry, <laughs> I, I will try to go as fast as I can. There's mm. Bob Jones University or Robert University, Jerry Falwell's Liberty University. Mm-hmm. All of those colleges were segregated. Yes. And of course, desegregation happened, but they still did not desegregate. And it was somewhere around 1974 that the federal government basically said, if you don't start letting Black people come to your university and admitting them, you are going to get no federal funds, yada, 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 you know, the stuff they do. Correct. And Jerry Falwell, and so that also is what led to the homeschool movement and Mm. Christian school movements, uh, like small Baptist, you know, churches and all of that. That's what led to that. Well, Jerry Falwell realized that that wasn't an issue that they could win. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to politically activate evangelicals and he realized that if he used abortion he could do that and if you look because in 1974 uh most evangelicals were for abortion Hmm. at the time polls show that they that was not an issue they cared about at all and he realized that if he weaponized that he could then get this movement and start using it for other things to get them turned back and, you know, to go away. But he needed a, he needed an issue that could unify, but didn't appear to be racist based because then you could also argue, well, they're, 
they're killing all kinds of black people with abortion, which is what's one of the primary arguments that is made. Mm. You know, the, the Democrats claim to be against racism, but abortion has killed, I don't know, 10 yes. million black babies over yes. the last three years, whatever the number is. But that's, that's how all of that kind of crap came in there with the ultimate goal of unifying to create a political weapon that could turn back things like the civil rights movement. And, oh, by the way, which is the same parts of the Constitution that they used to make it to where interracial marriage can happen? I'm beginning to believe. And and please, nobody, come for me. Don't come for me at all. I, I still have a lot of years I'd like to enjoy. But I'm beginning to believe that the Constitution, as brilliant of a document as it is, is woefully outgunned and outnumbered right now. Not yeah. that any, not that anybody is ever going to undertake revising it or adding any other amendments. That's just not going to happen. But in looking at it, and of course, I mean, obviously, it's going to involve some deep, deep studying. I don't know that I'll ever get to that point. But just instead, just in reading the words as they stand on their own in context, without any further, you know, deep dives or examinations of it it seems woefully inadequate to address not just the things that have been happening in the last few years, literally the things that have been happening in the last 50. Yeah. At least. Can you imagine the patience it takes to put it up to realize that you're putting this in and it may take 50 years to do it? Yeah. But we we will take the time. Hmm. But that's... That's what's happening, you know, what's happening. But I will say this, though. The next time somebody's telling me that they're a constitutional originalist, I'm going to ask them if they own or rent. And if they rent, then I'm going to say, so then you are for losing your right to vote. Because originally in the Constitution, if you did not own real estate, you could not vote. So it sounds to me like you want to lose your right to vote. And it'll be Again. funny to see if they're that originalist. Again, you know, cherry picking it and twisting it to suit your narrative. Like, like what happens with Leviticus? <gasps> How many conservatives have been eating shrimp bitching about gay people? And on that note, folks. <laughs> right? Because Leviticus friends. says, has things to say about both of those. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> And before we go off on another, another rant, another tangent, another whole total alternate route, we're going to um, arrest ourselves here, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> and bid you all a good evening and a hearty thank you for sticking it out with us once again. Yep. Um, I would also like to add. And I don't mean this to be a surprise. I did. I did mention. I didn't. I did want to mention this to you, but it slipped my mind. But I don't think you'll object. I want to uh, reemphasize being good to yourselves and being good to each other. But if you get to a point where that's difficult to do and you need help or support, please check out the resources available at www.apa.org. They contain uh, numbers and links to all sorts of hotlines and resources for you to get the help you need if you need it. Excellent, 
Excellent. Excellent. That's always good to hear. Do not, do not be afraid to talk to a professional. Indeed. It, it really helps. Yes, absolutely. And with that, I'm going to end the show because after talking about all of that crap, I need a nice adult beverage. <laughs> Something with, say, oh, I don't know, whiskey in it. Indeed. I'm going to go have my my vegetables for the day, which include your liquid potato. Correct, sir. And some cran apple juice. So, <laughs> <laughs> With that, I guess have a good week. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, hit that like button, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is valuable, and we welcome it. If you would like to contact, connect with, or just want to see what we talk about between episodes, you can find us on Facebook under our podcast name, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, our website, podpage.com, slash Kenyatta dash jack dash save dash the dash world or email at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. If you would like to learn about and contribute to our chosen charities, you can do so at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a product of Hyper Focus Podcasts.